Welcome to episode 32 of Escape the Rat Race Radio. I'm your host, Christian Rodwell, and this is your ticket to escape the nine to five. Literally just one day I thought to myself, wait a second, why don't I look at this Groupon thing? That led me to a really you know, pretty major success. That was before most people were starting to talk really seriously like they are now about Amazon. So getting a partnership or in a relationship with a behemoth is a really great place to be right now. We do specifically talk about researching from Groupon first and then deciding where the opportunities exist, and that's really important. Greetings, go-getters. Now, this week on Escape the Rat Race Radio, I am very pleased to welcome Mr. Rob Ryan. Now, Rob is an internet entrepreneur who has been fine-tuning his expertise in the area of internet marketing for over 18 years. Rob has generated over $1 million and over 40,000 new customers using the online voucher site Groupon, and he's put together the simple steps which he followed to achieve that success into a cheat sheet, which you can download and implement for yourself by clicking the links in the show notes today. Now, if you are involved in e-commerce, whether you want to sell more products or bring customers into your service-based business, whether that be restaurateurs, hairdressers, etc., then Rob's proven techniques will show you how to get an extra 20 to 100 times more on every customer after you have acquired them via Groupon. Now, that money is all yours to keep and you don't have to revenue share any of that with anybody else. So if you've been throwing money away trying to perfect the art of Facebook or Google advertising to generate more leads for your business, I think you're going to find this conversation today especially interesting. So let's not wait around. Let's head over to my conversation with Mr. Rob Ryan. Welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio, Rob. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Chris? Yeah, I'm absolutely amazing. And where in the world are you right now? Uh, right now, I'm actually at a friend's house in Boulder, Colorado. I didn't have enough time to get back to mine. <laughs> and are you born and raised out there? No, born and raised in Los Angeles. Right. Okay. Wow. Well, that's an amazing place as well. Yeah. So, Rob, it's a real pleasure to have you on Escape the Rat Race Radio today. And for many of our listeners who may be in London, this may be the first time actually that they're, they're getting to, to hear you and uh, getting to know you. So why don't we kick off with you just giving people a little bit of background about who Rob Ryan is? Great. Um, well, first of all, Rob Ryan loves London. Um, <laughs> especially your food has gotten so good lately. Last, uh, last decade, it's gotten amazing. Jeez. It's a place I look forward to going to. Um, well, who is Rob Ryan? Well, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, uh, since about 14. Uh, I'm 46. And um, I, I'm a guy who I have figured out I put a very heavy weight on lifestyle and quality of life. And... I guess uh, probably by trial and error, I figured out that being an entrepreneur gives me that more than anything else could. Uh, and I have found some pretty rewarding GKOBs, careers, but um, nothing that even can close compare to what you know being an entrepreneur has given me. Yeah. And, and what's your definition of an entrepreneur, Rob? 
Wow. Just, uh, I mean, somebody who, who creates, um, and you know, some entrepreneurs are incredibly financially successful. Some are less, uh, by some stand by other standards, uh, but people who create things, you could create jobs, create products, uh, create wonderful services. Um, it's somebody who's actually creating something out of nothing out of the ether. They're using their contacts, their talents, their own money. Um, they're creators. Yeah. Yeah. Problem solvers, I'm going to say as well. Looking for opportunities. Yeah. Well, that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road. I mean, that's where the money gets exchanged, right? Right. Yeah. So Rob, take us back to the early days. Uh, was there ever a point when you were in the rat race? Did you do the normal college university route and then get the, you know, the suit and tie job? Or did you have a different entrance into the working world? Right. Uh, I went to school. Uh, went to. Uh, I was a fairly average student. Uh, I wasn't a guy who fit. I don't fit into. I think I can safely say at my, at my age now. I, I I figured out that I don't fit into the models that most people do. Um, so the structure of school is you know just completely. It was like a, it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, my mother said I was a hyper kid growing up, but we didn't have any terms to define that. We just called called them hyper. And so she would have me run around the block a bunch of times or run my bike, you know, just wear me out until I was exhausted. And that was, you know, what, what most kids are probably getting medicated for. I was, I was being run around the block. Um, but, uh, I did go to school. Uh, I thought that's what I should do. So I went to, uh, community college first because I didn't have the grades to get into the, some grade school, Not, nor did I want to pay for some grade school. Um, come from a very middle class family, uh, so we didn't have any, you know, sort of money to take me somewhere, you know, to you know, some Ivy League school. Uh, and I finally, you know, I went into school and met, made it to San Diego State, and I quit my junior year because I was just making too much money. And I thought, what am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? Who am I trying to impress? And I, I, I got a really clear picture that once I did get the degree, I wasn't going to care about it. I was probably going to throw it away. So I thought, I'm just going to leave this, this whole thing. And um, I just did. I stopped. I just quit cold turkey. And so what were some of your early money-making ways then, which kind of triggered this entrepreneurial spirit in you, do you, do you feel? Yeah. So, you know... Uh, I talk about this uh, in the course that I'll, I'll tell you about, but it's uh, started out as window painting, uh, sorry, window cleaning. You know, something easy I could do at 14 with very limited skill set and uh, limited money. It doesn't take that much to invest in a, in a squeegee and a, a mop and a bucket, right? A little bit of soap. And then pretty quick thereafter, a few years after that, I started actually painting windows. So I started dirtying the windows by painting them. And, uh, I don't know if you've done this in the UK, but you know, here in the States, we have fast food restaurants that have a bunch of advertisements on the window. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, they're advertising, you know, we have Taco Bell, so, you know, 29 cent tacos and that sort of thing, uh, that we painted those on the windows. So those were my first two businesses, really low barrier to entry, um, low cost, low skill set. That, that was, those were the reasons I started those. Uh, right away. Right. And at that time, was the internet bubbling? Were there things going on? Were you aware of the internet? 
No, I mean, so, I mean, you're probably better at math than I am, but, you know, we're, we're what, 2017, I'm 46. So, you know, uh, I've been about 18 years uh, in uh, online advertising and marketing. Uh, so, uh, gosh, I was 14 when I started my window cleaning. So you guys can all do the math. Yeah. Way right. before the internet. And uh, um, I was actually in a job uh, working... At the time, I thought I wanted to start a, a vitamin company for baby boomers. I was reading um, about I was reading this trend about how the silver tsunami was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the baby boomers from you know post war here in the states were aging, and there's going to be a huge need for you know post you know all kinds of care for them you know as they get older. And I thought, well you know, they need a really great supplement, a really great vitamin. And so I went to actually mentor under a really major um, nutritional company and get into their sales department. And that was my last job that I had before I became an internet entrepreneur. Mm. So you would have really been there when the whole internet kind of broke and those early days of people really just kind of figuring it out, I guess, and learning about building lists and then putting squeeze pages, landing pages before any social media had even launched. We didn't even have squeeze pages. I mean, (laughs) well, that term was definitely not around. But really what everybody was focused on was creating newsletter lists and email marketing there was that was the beginning of that, and we were keyword stuffing, and we were trying to trick the search engines. At the time, Google wasn't around; smart algorithms weren't around, so really easy to to, to trick Yahoo. And you know, you, you you do what you could to get the traffic, and everybody was just figuring out their way. And so, what was it that then led you down this route, which has now become, as you said, a seventeen-year career in internet marketing to a point now where you're extremely successful and you know you've got multiple products and services out there. So what was it that really hooked you and was there a turning point or or epiphany moment when you realized that, hey, this is definitely, you know, where I want to stay and really master the internet? I know that moment is crystal clear because I had been struggling for a year to make any money online. So I'm very passionate about dogs and animals. And I started, uh, I wanted to create this sort of like watchdog or whistleblowing newsletter that came from deep within me about the pet food industry and, you know, the, the wrongs that are happening and, you know, how things are being mislabeled and such. And so I you know, spent about six months creating a newsletter called the Pet Consumer Report. Well, we... You know, we have a big publication here in the States called Consumer Reports. And I remember, you know, right after I spent all that energy and time creating that, I got a call from their head lawyer and uh, she said, you need to give us the domain and you need to cease and desist this and I'll send you a letter if you need to, or you can do it the the nice and easy way. So, you know, I'm like, whatever, I'm uh, 27, 28 and... uh, I'm going, okay, you know, I don't need this trouble right at the beginning. And I'm not, I'm still not making any money. So I'm struggling to make money, but I firmly believed in where the internet was going. It's, it seems obvious now, but at the time, I mean, you remember your friends and family barely had email addresses. People weren't, you know, 
Googling or searching like the way they were. People were still at libraries doing research and this was all just bubbling up. And so, you know, I'd gone to, I spent a lot of money in my, in my education and I actually was living in San Diego, California. And I actually remember coming here to Boulder for a big internet marketing conference and you know, I just remember learning about where this thing is going and go and being fully committed to the to the journey. So I got rid of the the newsletter, the Pet Consumer Report newsletter. It's really cute if you go on the Wayback Machine uh, mm-hmm. and go look at this thing. It's really it's kind of cute. It's very simple. I I used uh, 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 AWeber uh, to sign up, and no, no, I just didn't have the fundamentals of traffic and all that to really make any money. After a year, though. That's when I started getting really, uh, I guess, a little bit lucky. But you know what do they say, right? Like, uh, uh, what is that little thing about luck? Um, preparation meets timing, or something to that effect. And uh, I got really great at lead generation and affiliate marketing. And that after about a year, uh, I remember I got my first paycheck or my first check, and uh, I thought, oh my gosh. You know, that's a nice little check. And then those checks started doubling every month, uh, which I was just completely blown away by. And then I th- started to think they would at least double, sometimes triple. And I started to wonder if there was ever any limit to it. You know, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, could my paycheck just be five or $10 million a month? Oh my goodness. You know, you just, all, so all of a sudden I went from complete and utter despair and, you know, and in debt, you know, over, I tell people, you know, it's got at least 20 grand in credit card debt just to, just to survive, to learn and figure out things on the internet. And once I did, uh, once I, you know, finally took that year, it, things started to, to clear the way for me. Yeah. And so obviously we, we touched on it already. There's been so many waves, you know, in, in that, you know, last 17 years or so of yeah. what's come and what's gone. And, and it's so sophisticated. Have you seen the speed at which the technology is now moving with obviously everyone's talking about artificial intelligence and bots and things like this now, but are you seeing the speed increasing now or has it always been that way with, you know, wave of Google ads and then the wave of social media and the wave of Facebook ads. How, how do you see that marketplace right now? So it's absolutely accelerated. Uh, it was very slow for, uh, as far as I'm concerned for, you know, the first, um, 10 years, but now it's crazy accelerated. I mean, we have, it's great because now more than ever, while you can't, do some of the things that we were doing to get, you know, say cheap or free traffic, you're able now to put a little bit of sweat equity into something and bring traffic that way, whether that's a social media channel or Reddit or something else. But the tools also have gotten really, you know, democratizing and really amazing. So instead of just having like, you know, a few tools like AWeber uh, to set up a newsletter, I mean, wow, you have, you know, all of these very affordable you know, phone solutions and, you know, internet chat, like intercom and, um, with just wonderful, uh, uh, um, feature sets and very, very affordable. I mean, you can get into that, uh, without, uh, a ton of cost. Uh, I'm look, I remember when it cost you a couple grand to set up a phone system and 
you know, just things were, things were crazy, uh, crazy expensive back then. Things are just super cheap now. So yeah. it's a more exciting time. There's more options. Yeah. That makes people crazy sometimes. So that makes people feel like it's more difficult. The, the reality is that it's not, it's, it just feels, you know, overwhelming, uh, because there are choices, so many choices, but, uh, if you pay attention to the right people, they'll tell you the right tools. Yeah, which is why I'm so excited to be able to speak to you and, and invite you to Skate the Rat Race, Rob, because of your experience, because you've worked with so many people and, and helped so many people, but also I'm sure have worked with so many mentors as well that have helped you. So maybe just if we touch on that, the role of having a mentor, the role of someone who's already tested and failed and, and can help you to not make those mistakes, who would be some of the people that have helped you along that road? Uh, oh, my gosh. That is a – first of all, that's a huge question. Uh, but let me, let me spend the time that we have on that topic uh, on maybe how to go find the right mentors yeah. uh, because I think that's more valuable – uh, for you know the listener, I am a, have been a firm since about seventeen. I went to my first. Uh, do you, are you familiar with Tony Robbins? Absolutely. So I went to my first firewalk in seven, at the age of seventeen. I knew that I was born into a family that didn't. Um, we, they didn't teach me a lot about money or wealth or entrepreneurism. Super great family super supportive and loving all the great foundational stuff, but I knew I had to learn that other stuff somewhere else. So I immersed myself in self-development books, audio tapes back then it was audio tapes, uh, and then, uh, seminars. So I did a lot of seminars. Um, uh, I could go into that. Uh, that's a whole other hour. I could go into all that. But when I, what I figured out really quick from Tony was that modeling is a very important he calls it modeling. Yeah. Um, so going out and modeling behavior, people, success. Um, and so that was number one. I learned that right away. And I bought that. I just completely bought it hook, line and sinker. I didn't have any other, any other, um, uh, reference for it or reason to believe in it, except I said, there's a guy that I trust. I'm going to do it. So I went and I started going out and finding mentors from, you know, from uh, my level on up. And then I went to a, a seminar uh, with a guy named Marshall Thurber and learned about networking and the science of networking. And that led me into bigger mentors. Uh, so Marshall Thurber, I think, has a few books on that. It's very good stuff. And then nowadays, I would absolutely go on to LinkedIn and do some really great searches for who you think is into and successful and maybe somewhat local or where you travel so that you can ask that person out for a coffee. You'd be very surprised to go to a coffee with you. I joke with people and I say, I'll buy you a fancy coffee, you know, a, a foo-foo coffee and they laugh and they respond to me. I've done that. And, um, and I, and I do that also on social media. I mean, even, um, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing who will, if you reach out to them in the right way uh, and you and you don't you know sort of verbally vomit all over them and make them feel like you're going to uh, you know uh, consume them for an hour uh, if you feel like you know especially if you can offer them something in return um, it's very very easy to get a, a coffee with a really good person so 
Um, and I, I've taken people out to dinner. I've done dinners. I've been involved in masterminds. It's escaping me, but um, I, I bought a course called uh, Dinner Masterminds. If you just Google that, you'll find it. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. I hate when I'm... I'll check that one out. Yeah, it's really great. It's it's about how to set up dinners and, and with really great mastermind groups and you know finding people actually you know that are um, at a higher level than you at whatever it is your athletics business whatever and bringing them to dinner and having everybody get to talking and uh, you you can network really fast. Hi, I'm Rob Ryan, and you're listening to Escape the Rat Race Radio. I really want to take this now for, for our listeners who are listening to this conversation right now, who are more than likely still in the rat race, still working nine to five or, you know, probably much longer hours. And they've already got this side, side hustle. So they've got the ideas, working hard, you know, belief. But we come on then to picking the right strategy because I know so many of our Skate the Rat Race members who come along to our meetups who I speak to, when we talk about what opportunity interests you, you know, it's always how to make money from the internet. You know, that seems like the golden goose. It's like, I want to make, I want to have this internet business. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about all the kind of the, the gold rushes that have been. And, you know, most recently, you know, it's been very, very lucrative and, you know, it's successful to obviously look at Amazon and the marketplace they've created with the amount of traffic they have people obviously sourcing products and building really, really good sustainable businesses through Amazon. So that's been one obviously most recently. Um, but of course, that strategy is not going to work for every person. And so I always say to people, we've got to really get clear about, you know, what's, what's your strengths are, what your interests are, what your goals are, and then make sure that you're picking the right strategy for you. Yeah. So with your experience, what, what do you have to add to that as some advice for someone who wants to generate an income or side income through the internet, through the internet business world, but actually knowing which direction to go? Well, I would say, first of all, I'd add to what you said, and you're, you're 100% right. Uh, it's, it's The Amazon, as an example, isn't going to work for everyone, and it won't work forever. So, you know, you, it, the way it currently exists, it's going to evolve, Right. And I think, um, I mean, there's just no doubt about it. In my view, you know, if you just look at Amazon, it's going to continue to grow and expand and be, you know, for entrepreneurs, it's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger and more amazing. But things change. I mean, things just evolve. Terms and conditions change. I mean, we know this. We've seen this before. Right. And so I would say that you want to spend some real careful uh, time thinking about what it is not only you're good at, but really what you're not good at and what you do not like and staying away from that. So, you know, that could be things like, um, you know, things you don't have. If you don't have a certain amount of resources of something uh, in terms of either time, let's say you're a registered nurse, you're an RN, uh, or at least here in the States, we call them RNs. So that's a great career, but you want something in addition to that. And, uh, you know, so firemen have really unique types of businesses because I forget what it is, but they work like four days off and then they get like three or four days on and then they get like three days off or something like that. So firemen are really um, interesting guys to look at and women to look at because they have this, this 
crazy resource of time. And um, so look at time, look at money, uh, look at stress. So I find that some people can handle a ton of stress and some people can't. So some people, for example, would be very, very, very stressed out to do what you're doing, Chris, and be on you know, a podcast where they're being heard by, you know, thousands and millions of people. And to, you know, you have to, you can't start a podcast if that's, you know, if it's not something you're willing to, to, uh, to, to look at and fix. Right. So, um, so I would say, you know, look at the things that, um, make, I, I kind of, I call it, you know, deal, they're like deal breakers or I would fence in an opportunity. I would look at what the, the four sides of the fence are. And, you know, for me, it's really important that my health is at the top of, you know, at, at, uh, I'm at the top of my game. I see a lot of entrepreneurs who sacrifice their health. They have these great companies and this great money and this great income and they have no health to show for it. Um, my dogs are incredibly important to me. I don't want to see my dogs an hour a day. I want to spend more than that. Um, some people have that with kids. I don't have kids. And, uh, you know, family and friends and spending time, you know, smelling the roses, being, you know, enjoying my life is very important to me. So, for you know, don't borrow my, don't borrow my list or my fence. I mean, look at what it is for you. Everybody's at different stages of their life, has different personalities, different talents, different assets. You know, some people have really great, contacts. Some people were born into really connected families. Some people um, have really great school friends that are starting companies. And it's really interesting when you start uncovering people's story, peeling back people's story, um, how they leverage those assets, both their personal assets and their external assets. Yeah. Did that answer that question? I yeah. yeah. It's interesting that, that your focus there really was on everything kind of away from staring at the computer and worrying about that internet business is more about, you know, what the internet can provide so that you can really enjoy your life and do the things that are most important to you. So let's really dive into this now then, because I know we've got listeners who are setting up businesses where they need online exposure. They need funnels to generate leads, to generate traffic. Many of our members are selling physical products, maybe courses, they're coaches, trainers, authors. So in this area specifically, I know that you're working with a lot of these guys at the moment, Rob, and you're doing some interesting things. So where do you see the market moving and what are you doing right now that's so exciting to be able to help these kind of people really accelerate where their businesses are at and how they're performing at a higher level online? Great question. Uh, so you brought up Amazon. Uh, Amazon is a beast of a an engine that drives sales, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's a it's an amazing engine, and you know a lot of people that I know have even turned away from more of a traditional advertising model. I just I, I keep reading articles about how the Google ad model is dying a slow death. Um, and uh, advertising on Amazon's increasing, and you know, um, so the same thing is true on you know. There's these these other beasts of sales like uh, Groupon, right? You know, they're in the UK, they're in Australia, they're 
they started in the U.S. and they are where people come to buy things and find deals. And make no mistake, I mean, that's what people do on Amazon. They're looking, you know, if they're going to buy your toothbrush, they're going to look for a similar or the same toothbrush at the lower cost. Amazon makes it very easy for them to do that. Um, but Groupon's another one of those big behemoths. And um, uh, I, you know, kind of stumbled into literally just one day, I thought to myself, wait a second, why don't I look at this Groupon thing? Um, and, uh, no, that led me to a really, you know, pretty major success. That was before most people were starting to talk really seriously like they are now about, uh, Amazon. And, um, I certainly love Amazon and I think you can do both. Um, so, you know, getting in, getting a partnership or in a relationship with a, with a behemoth is a really great place to be right now. Excellent. And in terms of, you know, we, we hear a lot about sales funnels and, you know, we're all familiar. Well, many of us are familiar with click funnels, uh, lead pages, all of this as well. So, um, you know, when we talk about retail, you know, selling things through these other sites, is there an element that people are missing out on as well, would you say, in terms of then, you know, harnessing the, the one-time sale and actually getting even more out of that? So is the question is, is, is there something people are missing out on uh, by, by just having one, a, a one-off sale? Yeah, one bite of the cherry through these other, you know, basically uh, using these other platforms is, is fantastic because they've got the traffic, they've got the, the, the marketplace. But in terms of having the control over the customer, it's not your own site and it's not your own list. So is there a way to, to really harness that even more? Yeah. So this has been a problem for most people, uh, a, a pain point uh, for most people since the beginning that I, I can remember. Uh, remarketing to people, uh, you know, creating uh, customer lists and mark people didn't do it at the, you know, back in the days when I got in at the beginning and they're still not doing it uh, well enough. And it's, uh, I'll say this, that no matter if you're marketing through a Groupon or an Amazon, there are tools quite easily that you can use to, to capture that information. And people say, whoa, 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 Amazon, you don't even touch the product. If you're fulfilling by Amazon, you're not touching the product. Well, if you have control over what's like, like an insert into your product, you can easily like, you know, the old days in my mind, it's like a Cracker Jack box. Like the prize is in the, in the box. Um, with, uh, you can also email surveys and, um, there's tools that are available to you as an Amazon, full by Amazon uh, seller, that you can actually email those customers and you can bring them back to you. There's ways to do that. It's, right. it's This isn't difficult. Um, and uh, for me, you know, sales funnels is absolutely critical to, there's the, the key point here is to increase your average order value, your AOV, average order value of every single sale. So, a sales funnel for people who don't know it is, you know, something brings you a customer at the top of the funnel. In my case, I talk about how Groupon did that for me. And you put those people through a step-by-step -step process. That is the funnel. And at the end, cash, 
money income is greater and it comes out at the bottom. And so, you know, part of that is, you know, uh, accumulating information on that customer, acquiring their email address and, and more, showing them a couple other uh, complementary or, you know, some uh, a higher quantity of what you're selling them at a lower discount. You can, you know, you can do that. Uh, or cross-selling them something similar to it. I, I can give you some examples, but basically that will increase your average order value. Not everybody who buys from you will buy those upsells, you know, those additional products, but enough will. And that increases your average order value. And that's what really makes you a lot of money. And then afterwards, you know, another week, um, you can uh, email them and, and, you know, give them more deals when they run out of your product or, uh, or you have a new product that you want to sell them. Yeah. Yeah. So some of our listeners now are probably their juices are flowing with all this talk of, you know, feeling the customers moving through. And for those who maybe haven't yet decided on a product or don't have a product, you talked about a group on there. Does this work for someone who hasn't got a product yet? And is that something you can help people with to, to go in and look and research the market and find opportunities? Yeah. So, you know, in the course I created, we do specifically talk about researching from Groupon first and then deciding where the opportunities exist. And that's really important. So instead of, uh, you know, just saying, well, gee, you know, I'm really passionate about dogs. Let me go, you know, sell something with dogs. You you research the the market and what opportunities exist and where there are, um, where there's money to be made. And, that also fit, you know, fit maybe your passion, whether that's, you know, uh, animals or crafts or, you know, uh, auto parts or you, you name it. Um, you know, don't forget, there's a lot of people who also do service businesses, right? So, you know, tomorrow you could go set up a, a house cleaning business and you know, be on Groupon and get, you know, 50 new customers in, you know, a couple months. You know? So that's a, an amazing side hustle if uh, for the right person who wants to do something like that or paint houses, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what, what, what are the steps if someone wants to learn how to start, you know, leveraging Groupon, do you have something for those people to, to get started with? Yeah. So what I did is I created a free, uh, it's a guide. I call it the five step blueprint to my success on Groupon. And it's just available for free for download and I can give, you know, you the link. So, you know, your folks can, you know, go on your website and that from there, you can see kind of the step-by-step of how I, you know, on a, on a very high level, how I created that process and what you can use to create your own. Wow. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can put that on the Escape the Rat Race and I will share that, of course, in the show notes for you as well. Make sure everyone can get a copy of that. And just so everyone's clear, who would be really the, the people that that would really work well for? Who would you describe the, the ideal person who can really have success with Groupon? Yeah, great question. So I would say almost everybody except where you don't have control of a product. So if you're strictly doing affiliate uh, marketing, which I've done uh, at the beginning, I did that a lot, uh, where you don't have control of the product in some capacity, uh, that doesn't work for you, uh, for Groupon. 
But if you have a service uh, local, on a local basis, uh, you have a, um, a national product, even if you have a digital download in a lot of cases, um, you can, again, I'll show you how to research uh, what Groupon sells that's similar to that. You can look at some potential for that and you might make a couple tweaks. You might need to make a couple small little adjustments. You may not need to make any. And you can um, go to Groupon and put up your offer and use their, you know, 55, what, probably close to 60 million as of this, as of today, the buying power of their 60 million users uh, to attract your, uh, to go to your offer. Wow, that's super interesting. So whilst, you know, all of the hype is, and, and rightly so, as we've talked about, is, is maybe still firmly fixed on Amazon, Groupon is almost like the, the quiet, unspoken, hidden behemoth that exists there, out there as well. Look, I, I don't get it. Uh, I've had, I can't tell you how many people have told me, they have asked me, they said, does Groupon still even exist? <laughs> I said to them, yeah, well, they just acquired their last, their biggest competitor, Living Social, which I also did business with, by the way. Um, and, and they've gulped up all of their buyers and their list uh, of customers. And yeah, they're huge. I mean, they're very good at what they do. They're yeah. very, very good at what they do. And they'll be around for a very long time. And so will Amazon, but you can do both. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people listening now are going to start getting switched on by this idea. So, you know, definitely go and download the, the five-step cheat sheet. And that's a great place to start. And I, as I said, I'll make sure that I grab a copy of that from you, Rob, and uh, make that available for everyone listening right now. So um, I want to quickly transition into the quick fire round. Are you up for a, a bit of fun, Rob? Yes, right. I, I, I could tell you were. So the first one of our quick fire round here is daily discipline. So Rob, what's the one habit or activity that keeps you focused and on the path every day? Uh, <laughs> okay, without even uh, thinking of the answer, uh, caffeine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a morning ritual. It's so, well, I mean, it just sounds so pathetic to say that. But um, I mean, the first thing I do is I get up and I... I take a little, I have, I have powdered caffeine, pure. My doctor says it's the best form. I, I don't have to prepare anything. I, there's no boiling of water for green tea. I do that later in the day. But I just put a little bit of a capsule under my tongue right away, right in the, in the morning. And I'm one of those guys who wakes up anyway pretty energetic. But it's sort of a, it's sort of a you know, signal to me that um, you know, I'm ready to go. And I, I, I'm one of those guys that jump right into everything first wow. thing. So is that a particular brand? People can check that out and, and try and order uh, yeah, so I go to I get it at Vitacost, V-I-T-A-C-O-T-C-O-S-T.com. Do it at your own uh, doctor's advice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So moving quickly on then, rejection, recall. So um, every entrepreneur has experienced bumps in their journey, Rob, and I'm sure you have. Can you recall the biggest rejection or low point in your business career? And how did you bounce back from that? I need some better practice of these quick fire rounds because uh, <laughs> there's literally so many. I can't pull out one that I can really think was like the lowest because I don't think of those things and keep them to remember them. Uh, I'm very much, I always tell people my favorite word is next. I don't care what it is. I just move on. And yeah. um, how I bounce back from it is I go, I move. 
Um, I, I go out and I run. Um, I go out and I, again, this is a lot of Tony Robbins stuff that I draw from, but I definitely get in different mindset and I pull, I, I pick up something that I need at the moment. So that might be a, a video on Facebook, uh, from Tony. I'll type in keywords, um, how to keep your optimism. We all need it, um, every day, just a little bit of a reminder. And I'll watch that and ba- I'm right back to it. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant lesson because we know that the entrepreneur road is is one of ups and downs. And so, as, a, as you say, you just got to dust yourself off, get back up and just focus forwards and not dwell because what's been has been. We can't change it. We can just say, how can we do that better again next time? Fantastic. And the final one for the quick fire round here, Rob, is what's happening? So what's the one app that you've recently discovered, which you just can't leave alone on your phone? This is the most recent app that I started using called OfferUp. And I just cleaned out my garage and just sold a few things for a good amount of money with like a couple clicks. Wow. And it was mostly because I didn't, there was no place to give them away. And I sure as heck wasn't going to throw them away. And so now I'm kind of addicted to selling my old stuff, but I have a few amazing apps that I love. But uh, yeah, that's my news. We'll take that. We'll take that one. Brilliant. Thank you, Rob. Okay, so we're nearly at the end of our discussion today. It's been really, really interesting to hear your your experience in the internet world and, and to hear how you've moved through and adapted along the way, the lessons you've learned, and obviously what you're most excited about today, especially with Groupon and the opportunities that exist there. Now, For our listeners who are maybe stuck in that big traffic jam on the way to work or they're huddled up listening on their iPhones to this podcast on the daily commute, really kind of frustrated with the daily grind, going through the motions and something holding them back from just taking that jump. And it may be fear. What's the piece of advice for someone who's really feels inside that they can be doing something great. They really can achieve something as an entrepreneur, but something, maybe it's fear, is holding them back. What what would you say to these people right now, Rob? Well, I'd say don't project too far in the future. That's where fear lies. Uh, If I project too far into the future, I get fearful. Um, So I think what you do is you look at what you need to do that's right in front of you. So, you know, focus on growth. Um, Follow, if you follow growth, you're always going to be happy. I tell people not to follow their passion. Um, your passion may not uh, give you everything you want. It may not make you what you want to make. Um, some people have really lousy passions, <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, and low, you know, there, there's, there's not maybe not a market for your passion, but if you follow growth and, um, you know, pick up a book or an audio cassette, or you go to a seminar, uh, or you and you fault you just in, invest in your learning. Um, there's nothing fearful in that, and it will lead you to you will you will be on the path. It will lead you to the path. Yeah, brilliant. Well, that's great words of advice to leave us on today. So it's been a real pleasure speaking to you, Rob. And I'm definitely going to make sure, as we said earlier, that your cheat sheet for Groupon is available. Just search the show notes and you'll be able to download it there. And if people want to connect with you, Rob, where's the best place online that they can find you and get in touch if they want to? Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, uh, on the link that you're going to provide is a great place. Um, 
you know, I don't do a lot of social because, uh, like, again, my time is uh, spent in other areas. I uh, I don't do a lot of social stuff, but I mean, I'm on Facebook and uh, Twitter very limitedly um, and Instagram. But um, uh, you know, email from the page that, that we'll share uh, this okay. What is cool. it? I'd be happy to to uh, and then you know, I do some I do some phone calls with people too, and they can also access me through the website. Yeah, amazing. Thank you, Rob. You've been an amazing guest today on Escape the Rat Race Radio, and I'm really looking forward to the next time when we catch up again. This was fun, Chris. Thanks a lot. And to everybody, you know, out on the freeway and everything, uh, hang in there and keep moving. Keep going. (laughs) Take care. All right, take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Rob Ryan just now and that you have picked up some more ideas which you can apply to your own business. Rob has spent the last 18 years building internet businesses and promoting products online, whether they be his own or as an affiliate marketer. Rob has literally grown up with the internet and knows when he sees a great opportunity. And right now, that opportunity lies with the online voucher site, which I'm sure you are already very aware of, which is Groupon. So many of the people that attend our Escape the Rat Race meetup events and workshops tell me that they want to make money online. However, you still need to understand the fundamentals that sit underneath any successful business. Things such as what problem your product or service solves and who your perfect customer is. Now, Rob shared with us that a lot of the legwork can be done by researching Groupon before you invest time and money into creating a product or offer which you think will work. I really loved Rob's answer as well to my question about rejection. And in true entrepreneur style, he said that he doesn't hold on to those negative feelings and experiences. He simply gets back up and focuses forward, shouting next as he moves on. So if you would like to download Rob's Groupon cheat sheet and begin to understand the opportunity that exists on that behemoth of a site, then click the link in the show notes or head over to the show page on the Escape the Rat Race website And whilst you're there, check out all the other amazing guests that you may have missed. And the URL to head to is www.etrr.online forward slash podcast. So I really hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, then I'd love to ask you for two minutes of your time and what better time there is than right now. And head into your podcasting app on either iTunes or Google Play. Search for Escape the Rat Race Radio and leave me a review to let me know which of my guests you have enjoyed most and who else you'd like me to invite onto the show. Next week, we're back with the second in our brand new Escapees episodes with another member of the Escape the Rat Race community who successfully quit their job and coincidentally has grown an e-commerce business by levering the mighty Amazon. Until next week, see ya.